Hey Alexa, what's the definition of hustle? To be aggressive, especially in business or other financial dealings. You're listening to the H for Hustle podcast, designed to inspire future entrepreneurs to take the leap from working for someone else to pursue their passions and side hustles and turning them into full-fledged businesses. My name is Jerome Fenton. I'm a serial entrepreneur. Every week, I'll be speaking with an entrepreneur that has taken that leap. We'll be talking about the lessons they've learned and how they've turned their passions and side hustles into full-fledged businesses. H for Hustle Podcast, welcome back. Another illustrious episode up ahead, guys. Guys, had to take a week off from dropping podcasts. It's just been a little tricky to try to do interviews um, with kids um, in the house. Um, My wife's been running downstairs in the backyard with them. Um, I've been hiding out in closets, doing recordings. Um, Anything to kind of get it done because of this COVID-19 thing is making things a little tricky. Um, So I've been trying to figure it out. Also, really pumped about YouTube.com. Go there. um, Search H for Hustle. Look us up. Like us. You'll see our logo. Like us. Original content that's going to be coming out there. Um, I had an interview with Monica Adams. We talk about how she's pivoted during this time of Corona. Um, I spoke with Kelly Espino. A couple of episodes coming out. I'm trying to put out content almost every three days on YouTube. So definitely go over there and check it out. If you like this podcast, you're going to love the visual experience um, over there. Vlogs, Money Mondays, um, you know, Hustle Tuesdays. I'm going to be talking about a whole bunch of things, how to write a lean business plan, how to make money, how to make a thousand bucks from home. Really, really cool things that, um, that you know, I can't really jump on this and talk about in a podcast. The stuff is going to be at YouTube. Definitely go and check it out. At YouTube, just go in there, type in H for Hustle. Um, subscribe, 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 press the notification bell when we drop new stuff, you'll be there. But I'm not going to talk too much more about that. This week we have Anna. She is the founder of the Black Pod Collective, um, which is a um, company that's focused on helping black entrepreneurs move forward and also get into the black, uh, get into the podcasting space. Um, so really cool episode. She talks about the pros and cons of podcasting, why people should get in it, um, why more people of color should get in it. So definitely check it out. It's a banger of an episode. Let's get into the show. Boom. 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 Another illustrious guest. We have Anna Agogo from Black Pod Collective. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. All right, perfect. So um, if you were to give me like the 15 second elevator pitch of what's the Black Pod Collective, what is that? Okay, 15 seconds. (laughs) All right, so Black Pod Collective is an organization that fosters community amongst African-American podcasters. Our main goal is to make sure that we are um, increasing community, but also visibility and um, providing educational resources. Did I make it? Perfect. You you made it, made it. I'm going to (laughs) invest. So um, what what was the precipice of starting this, this collective? Honestly, I always say I started Black Pod Collective just for my own need. I never expected it to turn into what it did, but I'm okay. thankful that it did. Okay. Um, I was researching podcasting, honestly, back in 2017. 
I worked full time in corporate America, but in my free time, I was consistently like looking into, okay, what does a podcast consist of? You know, like, I feel like I have a story to tell. Um, But I started noticing like, hmm, the popular ones don't really look like me. And if they do, they're famous or it's just like one or two sprinkled here or there. Um, And then I wasn't finding like a centralized resource with like information. Like for me that I'm an information nerd. I like to know everything before I spend my time or my money. And so I wasn't finding it. And I think I started talking to a few friends who had podcasts and they're like, well, why not create something? And I'm like, well, me? I don't I mean, why me? Yeah. Like, well, at this point you've been researching it for two years now. So Anna, it's either like you do it or who's going to do it. Yeah. I'm like, well, okay. So it started off as an Instagram page and here we are now almost a year later. So it was just a necessity that you felt necessary. Were you a podcaster or were you just a listener? No. So I had started my own podcast. So I started my own podcast in 2019, but really for two years in researching, starting a podcast, I just wasn't seeing my community. Okay. I went to other people's meetups. I remember there was times where I like almost drove away. Cause I was like, it's a sea of white people, which, you know, no problem, but I don't want to be the only black person in the space. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like the, the information shared just isn't as relatable because mm-hmm what you're able to do, I may not be able to do. I don't, I don't have that same access or those yeah. same opportunities. And so it really in 2019, when starting my podcast and, you know, interviewing guests and making so many different types of mistakes. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, Oh my God, I wish I knew this beforehand that this was even a possibility or, yeah. or just figuring stumbling through it. Um, I was like, okay, let's create an Instagram page where like we're sharing information, but also giving an opportunity for us to connect with other people so that that way, you know, we can just do a meetup. We can have conversation to talk about like lay struggle or even, you know, you've been podcasting for six years. Walk me through some of the things that you've done. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, a lot of it's like, even just like knowing what mics to use, like what software to oh record on. Like, you know, there's, there, you can get some general information on YouTube, but then it becomes the part where you got all the basics, but like the nuances of maybe interviewing better or marketing yourself better, those things and those resources aren't there. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy that you actually created something that there is a place, even just knowing that there's a podcast festival or convention or something happening like I went to your website and I was like oh there's something happening in Brooklyn I would have never known I'm like right across the river in Jersey I could have went there and I I was like oh it already passed so now I'm consistently going to your website looking for something that's happening in New York that I can go to and like you know be around that kind of podcast community Um, so thank you so much for creating that let's go back though you say you were in corporate America. So I know before, how did we get here? So like, what were you doing? What were your, your, your nine to five, your day job? Um, so it's always funny because of the fact that people are always like, wait, what? You used to do what? Um, so I used to be a manager in healthcare management. Okay. Um, I worked in finance. So okay. revenue cycle. So I managed a team of about 20 something people. And my day-to-day looked like spreadsheets and reports and, you know, making sure we're analyzing data and traveling to clients and those type of items. So I had been in healthcare for about 10 years. Really? And yeah, and I, you know, I'm I'm passionate about healthcare um, because of my own experience. I'm a two-time cancer survivor. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, I I had originally thought I wanted to be a lawyer. I had wanted to be a lawyer since I was five. Uh And then when I was 16, I was diagnosed with cancer, came back a year later. And just from my own experience with the healthcare system, I decided that I wanted to go into healthcare. And Um, be the difference you didn't see in there. 
Exactly. Okay. But also I had like to this day, like the people who like registered me or the people who did my radiology test, um, I still have a very close relationship to them. Okay. Like they came to my high school graduation, all these things. And so I, I had a community there. Okay. And for me, I wanted to go into healthcare. I knew I didn't want to be a doctor because, you know, no offense to my doctors, I, I don't feel like they really changed my life. I mean, they kept me alive, so I appreciate them for that. But as far as like, you know, personal interaction, I, yeah. I can tell yeah. you that. Yeah. I've talked to that doctor since. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, the supporting staff, like the people who, you know, did my medical billing or just those little things like asking me about prom, um, to this day, I still have a relationship with them. And that's how I decided to go into healthcare. And so I always tell people, I still have a very strong connection to the healthcare system mm -hmm. just because of my own experience. Um, but it was, it's, it was taxing. Like it was yeah. a lot. I, I worked 12, 13 hour days. And so that's yeah. why it took me two years of researching because it's like, I did not have time to actually start a podcast um, where I could like be consistent. Yeah. Um, so yeah, getting laid off. I got laid off in January of last year uh -huh. and I literally was like, okay, hold on. Let's use this as an opportunity to take a step back. You know, um, I did the things. I went to college. I got the job. I moved up pretty quickly. I made the six yeah. figures. So I've, I've accomplished the things that my proud Nigerian parents have asked me to do. Um, None of which you really wanted to do. To you. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay. Um, you know, I have two sisters that are doctors. You know, like I, I come from a very heavy driven family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nigerians are just like that in general. Though, so, uh, like <laughs> so, Jamaican, so I get it. I know. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, okay, let's, let's see what I want to do next. And for me, it's like, okay, I've been researching this thing for the past two years. Let's actually give it a whirl and see what happens and launch Black Pot Collective on April 8th uh -huh. of 2019. And it started off as a simple Instagram page. Gotcha. And so within that time, what were you listening to? Like, was there a podcast that you listened to that was like, you know what? You know, I'm listening to this and this is terrible and I know I could do better than this. Or was it like, man, this person inspired me. Let me just jump out the window and take a chance. Because I understand getting laid off and like now you're at the point, you're like, I could take some of this unemployment money and like figure this thing out, right? But how do you then make that like, like what was a thing that like propelled that to happen? Um, for me, it's, I got laid off and they gave me a really nice severance package. Okay. And I was like, oh, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> I, could, I could do a little something, something. And so for me, it was like, okay, wait a minute. Like you may actually have an opportunity to branch out on your own into something that you, not say I don't enjoy healthcare, but you know, nobody actually wakes up one day and is like, oh, I just want to look at numbers all day. This is yeah. exciting stuff. Um, and if you do, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but for me, it was, I, I listened to a podcast called Jesus and Jaleff. Okay. And I remember feeling like, did we grow up in the same house? Like they, they're two Nigerians. So Yvonne Rigi um, from the show Insecure is probably uh -huh. one where people know her most from. And then Lovey are really just kind of talking about their upbringing and um, being Nigerian. Sometimes you don't always have that like freedom to discuss like how you feel. No, I know um, I'm, I'm I'm Jamaican, so feelings don't <laughs> feelings, feelings don't live. Yeah. What's his feelings? Feeling what? You know, <laughs> exactly. and it's just like um, you know, I think you have them too, but okay. And then they just tell you, "I feed you. You have clothes. Your clothes. <laughs> you know, like." And then you know, as a thirty-something-year-old woman, like you can't go back and be like, "And you know, I just feel like cause I'm telling them I don't want to go back to work." And it's like, "Kids, yeah. hey, wild." And it's like. Um, cause I, I, I feel like I, I've done it your way. Can yeah. I try my way? And it's like, Hey, Oh, you have to. Bring. 
And it's like, okay. Um, and listening to Jesus and Jaleff, you know, two people who are creatives mm-hmm. talk about their experience and talk about how they kind of went the non doctor, engineer, or lawyer routes and like how that looked. And it's like, oh, wow, this is my experience. And I feel like they kind of empowered me to like take that leap of where it's like, it's okay. You know, if your parents are upset for a little bit, when they start seeing what you're building, they're going to buy into it. And yeah. like seeing my parents now, it's like, oh, we knew, I'm so proud. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, just me. I, I went through the oh, exact okay. same thing with my cleaning company. Like my parents like, I didn't bring you to America to clean people's shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then all of a sudden there was a newspaper article that came out about us. It's like, oh, I'm so proud. Look at my son. I'm like, you mother. Look at my son. <laughs> hey, I'm so proud of him. I always knew. As the first person, when I prayed to God, I told him and you're just like what are you talking about like this is not true this is a falsity I can't call it a lie but this is a falsity I know exactly what you're talking about so I definitely understand that so in making your podcast you started your podcast what's your podcast by the way I know we're going to talk about it at the end it's called Fierce Ass Boss okay Fierce Ass Boss so in starting this we're, we're like so You go out, you go get the mic, right? Everyone says, get the blue Yeti. You get the blue Yeti. You start the process. Then what happens next? I realized, yeah, you hear that deep sigh? So I I start the process and I'm making mistakes, you know, like things are happening. And she's like, oh my God, I'm a team of one. You know, Mm -hmm. like I do my own editing. I'm, you know, scheduling the time with the people I'm speaking with. At the same time, I'm starting my own medical billing and coding company on the side. Okay. Um, So I'm doing all of these things and it's like, okay, this is a bit much, you know? And, you know, at first when it's like, oh, I have this, this money, I, have, I can do this. And then yeah. it's like, oh, wait, the money's starting to deplete. Hold on, we gotta, <laughs> hold on, hold on a second. You can't just be sitting around at the house. You got to figure this out. Um, and so it's just like, you know, life starts coming at you fast. Yeah. And I'm realizing, I'm like, okay, if I'm trying to look for a resource, YouTube videos are very inundated. Like nothing is giving me quick, fast information. Uh-huh. I don't feel like there's a centralized place that I can go for things mm-hmm. where somebody can tell me like, this is what I've done previously. It didn't work. Mm-hmm. Or this did work and this is why, or all of these different tools, but it's like, I have to go to 30 different websites and I feel like it's a full-time job just to research what I yeah. need. And so for me, it's like, I, I, a friend of mine, she had a podcast already and this is literally, it was April 7th and she came over, I interviewed her for my podcast and I told her about this idea. I was like, you know, I would love a collective of black podcasters to be able to come together and kind of like share, you know, talk about their experiences, but be able to like share with each other, like what's working, what's not like, why not learn from each other versus like, we're all kind of like starting out in the dark Mm -hmm. and you know, I don't believe in reinventing the wheel. Like if you've done this and it's worked, let's try that. Yeah. Success leaves clues. So just follow the clues of someone else who's doing something better than you are. Period. Yeah. Um, And she's like, you know what? You're so right. You know, this, I think at that time it was her second year and she's like, you know, I've run into these issues and I'm like, see, like, that's something to know. Yeah. And so I was like, I would love to create something like a black pod collective or something. And she's like, you should do it. I was like, nobody's going to listen to me. I literally, I started my own podcast and I'm still, you know, I understand the numbers. I understand the logistics of podcasting, but not some of these like nitty gritty things that I'm still trying to learn. Yeah. The next day. And this is why we say it's like important to have people in your corner who like push you to do the things, like do it afraid, just get it done. And the next day she sent me like a mock-up of what the logo could look like. And she was just like, I believe in this so much that it's like, you need to do it. And I was like, oh, 
okay. That's and a so really I, great friend. That's a really great friend. <laughs> yeah, she's still on the team. Yeah. I love Nicole. Like she's literally like we're complete opposites, but it works out perfectly. Yeah. And so the next day I ended up like, you know, when she sent me that, I ended up like creating a different mock-up, sent it to her. She was like, put it out there. I was like, just do it. She's like, just put it on Instagram. Like, it's not like I'm telling you to, you know, create a website, (laughs) put it on Instagram, buy the donate main so that that way, if it works, you already own the domain. And I did that. And next thing you know, like slowly but surely, like people were just messaging, reaching out like, oh my God, like, you know how do I join? I'm like, join? What? I didn't think about that. I'm just, just an Instagram page. I don't, I don't understand these words you're using. I'm just trying for okay. us to come together. <laughs> so I, that's such great advice. Go, go in and afraid, but just go. And that's such huge, huge. I always tell people that sometimes you get, you can't see the path in front of you, but you just got to take the first step. And I'm happy that she took the step almost kind of guided you there. You're like, I don't like that logo. I could do better than that. And then all of a sudden it changed the direction of can I do it to I'm doing it. Oh my God, this is happening. And Instagram is such a low barrier to entry that you're like, okay, it, it, it doesn't hurt, you know, to just give like, this a try. Yeah. If nobody follows, nobody follows. Nobody ever knew I did it anyway. <laughs> exactly. You know? I could just delete this page or I could use it as one of my stalker pages, you know. Keep pushing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, then what happens next? You start, you, people start asking you to join. What happens next? People start reaching out about joining. People want to understand, like, you know, what our, what our pillars are and what we stand for. And I'm like, oh, wow. Um, I don't think I this is just an Instagram page anymore. I think this is something more. And, you know, I had never built a website a day in my life. Let me put that out there. Uh-huh. And we did not really have a budget. So it was just like, okay, let's, let's, try, to, let's try to pull some things together. So I worked on the first uh, website. I hated the first website with a passion, uh-huh. a deep-seated passion. Um, like to this day, I'm still like, oh my God, how dare you have been our website? But <laughs> Who made it? Past, you, you made that? Yes. Oh, okay. I made the new one too. And I was like, see, when you know better, you do better. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it went from that to like, we launched in April and our first event was in May. So, you know, we're based here in Atlanta and we decided, and I keep saying we, cause Nicole, who first created the, the logo, okay. I was like, whether you like it or not, you're on my team. So we're together now, me and you. Um, and so it's a game night. And because of the fact that I go to networking events and you know, yeah. sometimes it's kind of like awkward. Yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. know anybody and nobody's really talking to each other. You don't know how to start off the conversation. So. Our first thing was a game night because we wanted it to be something like super relaxed where people like games tend to like relax the situation where you can like just start playing. Yeah. So first event, we had like 20 people show and I was like, oh, that's more than I anticipated. I thought we would have like maybe 10. So I was so excited about that. And so those 20 people, we kind of shared with them the vision, um, what we were doing and the fact that we were going to do events once a month. Uh So we literally did an event once a month and each event just literally grew uh, into each other. And bigger, it got and bigger and bigger and bigger. And mind you, at this point, we still don't have a website. Like the yeah. website did not launch until oof, like July. Wow. Like I was struggling with this website. You uh-huh. and the website were not getting along very well. <laughs> um, and so I finally like bit the bullet and just put it out there. Cause I was like, you know what? It's better to have something than nothing at all. And then I went to Squarespace and relaunched the website in October of last year. But it really started off as events, like us really kind of pulling people together who knew more than we did. Just so creating first, the community piece. Exactly. So we were just pulling people into one space, you know, 
paying for it, organizing it, but letting others, like I always tell people, you'll notice that very rarely do you see me speaking at our events. Very rarely do you actually see me at our events, actually. Um, I tend to hide. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That is intentional. Um, Because I always say I didn't create this for me. I didn't create this for people to like want to talk to me. And that's Mm -hmm. what I started noticing was happening is like you created this thing and now people like are standing in a line to talk to you. And I'm like, no, that's, I created this so you guys could talk to each other. And, so and share t- and network and get exactly. yeah. So I tend to hide so that that way people can actually interact because other, I've yeah. noticed, exactly, because I've noticed when I'm around, it turns into a, hey, Anna, you know, like it's either, you know, to pitch me something or just to talk, yeah. which to just talk is fine, but I don't like when it turns into, it feels like, okay, all of you are just like standing around waiting for me to like come talk to you. And I don't Yeah, want yeah, yeah. I completely understand that. And it becomes awkward and it's not the thing you were intended to even make it to be at all. So now that the collective has grown, what has been the results of each podcaster within that time? Like, do you see that one, it creates a network of people that they can interview? Does it create a network of people that are sharing more skills, our numbers and listenership and everything else growing? What, what are you seeing that's actually happening? It's a mixture of things. So since then, like, you know, we launched the blog in August of last year and it started off with just me writing every yeah. so often. Cause I'm not like, I'm not this person who's like an avid writer, but sometimes when something really resonates with me, I can hit out like 10 stories gotcha. and then you won't hear from me again from six months. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah. that was it. Um, and so we, we started reaching out to people to see if they would be interested in writing for our blog because they had blogs already that they were writing about their own individual topics mm-hmm. and we enjoyed their content. So it's like, okay, would you be interested in writing to other podcasters about your podcasting experience? So you write about being a beginner podcaster. So we have somebody who she, I think at, at this point is at a year in, Another person's been doing it three, four years. Um, so she writes for the more experienced. Another person is a sound engineer and a produ- uh, podcast virtual assistant. Okay. So she does a lot of like looking at the different tools that she utilizes to do a review of like, how is that working, not working? Gotcha. Okay. Um, so it's like we've created this community of writers who are able to support each other, but also give back to the community that we're developing. Um, along with that, it's just we're noticing a lot of, especially since we launched membership in January of this year. Yeah. And so, you know, last year we didn't have memberships. So it was really just events and then, you know, a few online resources. So we started looking at, we, we did our last event in October of last year because we really wanted to use November and December to really plan for 2020. Like, I feel like we did not plan, you know, I always say Black Pop Collective was this train that has taken off and we were chasing the train the whole yeah. time. And I was like, this year, I'd like to at least be on be the train. On train. <laughs> you know, like at it least be in on the back it. Car. It could be in the, the back, back car. car. I don't have to be driving it just yet. Like, you know, I could take some time to walk up to the front. Yeah. And so this year, it's like, okay, let's plan around what we want people to focus on because we do have their attention. We have turned ourselves to being a resource, and that's the whole purpose. Yeah. But I take that as a lot of responsibility. Like, yeah. If we are a resource to you, we need to make sure that we are responsible with it, but we're also giving you things that you need. So we need to figure out what that looks like. Yeah. So we did a survey and we surveyed, I think, thankfully, over 200 people completed the survey. Yeah. It was just a link we were sending out. 200 people completed the survey and it gave us like real clarity around what our community needed. Yeah. And so, you know, we're like, okay, this is a sample data. Once again, going back into my corporate world, like, yeah. okay, sample data, this is what we need. Um, and so from that, we realized that people are like, as much as like we're giving them this free resource, people wanted a way to actually be a part of us. 
Okay. Like they're like, they need a way to actually like have membership. So we and launched it. As a member, what did they get? So we launched membership in January of this year. And so the first tier of membership is just the directory. So our website gets over 2,000 views a month. Uh-huh. And so with being in the directory, it's automatically giving you visibility just from those who are coming to the website. Yeah. And so you know for a fact that these people are actually interested in podcasts because they're on our page. So yes. Easy marketing, easy targeted information. And so, um, and we're launching a whole like member Mondays where we'll be highlighting our members on our social media platforms and in our newsletters. Um, And so we have like over 600 people in the newsletter. So we always, basically we're helping our members through just the tier one for $5 a month, reach out to more people. Let more people know you exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, tier two takes it up a notch. It's $12 a month, but we work with different studios and different events um, and different like resources like sound engineers and things of that nature and the apps that you may utilize um, to offer discounts to our members. So okay. for example, PodFest that just took place in Orlando, yeah. our members got 50% off to that. So oh, I think wow. at the time, yeah, at the time tickets were 329. So yeah. 50% off to that is pretty like big. A, yeah, yeah, it's like a hundred something dollars. Exactly. And so our big thing is we want to serve as that conduit to be having these conversations on a bigger platform so that that way we can serve as the representative for our community so that that way we can disseminate it down. So we don't just think of like, you know, a lot of places are like, oh, our partnerships. No, we're thinking of partnerships for all of us. Like it has to make sense for our community as a whole and anything we're deciding or discussing. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, if I had Knowing that 50% off, I, I'd have definitely made it happen. I <laughs> got down there. Um, that's, I mean, that's a, such a great resource. So only for $12 a month or $5 a month gets you that much visibility of that going. So there's someone listening to this right now. It's like, I got an idea. I want to start a podcast. I listen to podcasts. You know, what have you seen podcasts do for people? Because some people think of it as just a hobby, right? As a, it's just something, it's cute, you know, like your, your, your Nigerian mom would be like, this is, this is just a hobby, you know, find a real job. So what have you seen within this, this podcast world? I think it's depending on your reason for creating a podcast. So I always tell people, like, first and foremost, what's your why? But if you have a business, a podcast is a great way for you to create credibility for yourself yeah. and, like, set yourself apart. So I know someone who she has a podcast. It's an accounting podcast. Um, and it's really, it's well, it's part of her accounting firm, but it's for um, entrepreneurs. Yeah. And so she talks, like, and her podcast is maybe all of 10 minutes long, which I think is amazing. Yeah. Because she talks about little things around, like, you know, how to file your taxes appropriately, how to set up your business in the proper way so that that way you're not taxed for, you know, um, self-employment versus this and all of these other things. And so just something that simple, it allows her to get more business that way, but also a new avenue for visibility. Yeah. Um, if you take the business element out of it, there's also giving you an opportunity to share your story. So I think as Um, Our community, especially as we are becoming more open and comfortable with discussing like our lives and our experiences. Um, Like for me, I I called my podcast Fierce Ass Boss mainly because of the fact that I think sometimes as women, it's like, I was always told like, oh, she has a strong personality or, you know, don't overdo it. But it's like, oh, well, those things have been what's gotten me far in life. So why are we always looking at it as a negative? So. For me, it's like, it's okay to be fierce. It's okay to be bossy. And it is what it is. Like, let's share those bossy stories and just be happy about that. 
And so I think it's the same notion with podcasting. It gives you an avenue to share your story with an audience of people in a way that's actually easier to consume. Yeah. Like blogging, I feel like I need, you know, I can't listen, I can't read a blog while I drive. Not that I can't, I just shouldn't. Um, <laughs> you know, because I definitely can. Yeah. Um, but in essence, you know, I always tell people like there's no, you know, I always say this, there's no too short, too long or anything like that. But for me, the type of podcast I like to listen to, I like to listen to them on my drive. So wherever I'm going, you know, Atlanta traffic is real. Mm-hmm. So This is an avenue where somebody can listen to it while they're cooking, while they're driving, all of at the gym. They can they they can do something else while doing it. I I say podcast is the new talk radio, you know. Exactly. Yeah. And so um, it really just is dependent on what your end goal is. If it's to drive people to your business, podcasting is the way. Yeah. If it's to have an opportunity to like share your story. Um, or see, everybody has a unique story. So being having an outlet, podcasting is almost like an online diary at times. Because yeah, I know yeah. I've listened to some things and I'm like, oh my God, they told us that? <laughs> yeah, like, this I, is getting juicy. Yeah, you're like, I, should I be listening to this? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, Did you I've know been, you were recording? I've been at the gym and be like, Oh my God, oh my did God. she, did she just say this? And I'm like, I felt like I know this person on a whole nother level. Um, you start looking she... around, like, do people know I'm listening to this? <laughs> you know, and I, I think as in two, I think of it like in your, what you said, like extending the brand reach and getting people to know you a lot more. It's a great thing for that. Um, and I like that. And also helps, you can help build the brand with that. But also too, I have three kids. So like for me, I think of it as like intellectual property and, and also like my kids can hear this down the line and like, it's a, oh, they get to kind of know who their dad was at that period of time in their life. So it's like one of those like interesting, like you said, a diary type things that I kind of keep in my mind. Like imagine you could hear your parents like grow and develop. You know, that would be like amazing to even understand where they are now because you always meet them at the end, you know, at the end of their process or whatever. They would have deleted it. No, I'm not going to like, burn it, burn them. <laughs> no, so for me, I just wanted to, you know, I wanted to make something to build the brand, but also like just think of how much like legacy, like I even think YouTubers are great for that. Like someone who documented their entire like 20s and now their kids can go back and see them through this process it's like interesting to like even think about so that's something for me that i always kind of keep in mind you know because you leave something behind that people can consume this is like really interesting i actually never thought about that and it's probably because i don't have kids but that's a that's a very good point because the fact that your children you know you have photos but it's a whole other thing to like hear your parents and like the things you talk about you're like oh you actually had a life and it's like before you, yes, I did. <laughs> you sucked the life out of me. Sucked the life out of me. See, I used to be fun and cool. People used to laugh with me. You don't even like me. You know, it's like, oh my God. Like, it's yeah. like, oh. So for me, that's like a big thing. And it's it's huge for me to like do that and think about that because it's 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 one of those things that we don't think about. But now that we have this digital aspect and we can create these things that it's just, it's what the future is like. I'm just thinking 20 years from now, my kids will listen to this and be like, wow, my dad wasn't an asshole, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, those teenage years are yeah, coming. <laughs> exactly. So, um, so you've seen people build credibility with this and you've seen them build brands and you're building a brand with this and you're building a technically a business out of this, right? And, it, and I don't know, sitting on the sidelines, 
when you just got laid off and you were kind of researching and researching and being a listener, um, now that you're building a business out of it, where do you see the future of the back, the Black Pod Collective, but where do you see the future of podcasting going? Because, you know, everyone says blogs, I mean, blogs had its time and then it wouldn't off. But do you think podcasting is at its peak and it's going to peak out at some point? Dramatic pause. Um, so here's the thing. Uh, let's, let's talk about Black Pop Collective. As far as the future for us, you know, I'm one of those people I take things day by day, but I also plan at the same time, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, like we're launching a podcast, which Lord knows it took a lot to get me to agree to that because my team was like, we have to have one. Like, how do we have a blog? We're not a blogging company. Yeah. I'm like, hey, don't talk about this blog. Um, I put hard work into it. Um, but <laughs> the podcast is like, oh, my God, you know, like this is so much because we already do so much. Yeah. Um, but thankfully, I have a good team of people who are really like rallying behind and we're looking to grow the team to bring in more people who can assist on the podcasting side of it. But our blog, for example, is how 80% of people end up at our website. Yeah. And so people always say like, oh, blogging is dead. Mm. Not really. It's still alive. Not really. Yeah. It's still very much so That's alive. like email still works. It's still, look. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I check emails as if, and it could be the corporate in me. I'm like, there's an email. What is this? You could send me a text message. I'm going to be like, yeah, text message. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Emails, I'm like, huh? What happened? I also treat emails like text messages. Like I don't even be as formal. I'm like, yeah, coming to blah, blah, blah. It's just like, I'm not, yeah. So I understand it still works. It definitely still works. People still open it. A hundred percent. And so it's one of those things where like with Black Pod Collective, we're launching a podcast for podcasters. Um, and that's mainly because of the fact of two things. One, we realize like there's so much information that people need and we want to set people up on the right path. Yeah. So like season one is all about starting but we're not going to be a traditional podcast. We're having different people from the community basically host the episode. So there's no traditional host. It's not like you're going to hear from somebody from our team each time. Not at all. Yeah. Instead, if um, you know, this person is uh, does social media and they also have their own podcast about social media. So then they're you going link to them do in. one. Yeah. Exactly. They're going to do an episode on Black Pod Collectives. It's called Black Pod Collective, the podcast. Okay. Um, where they're talking about like proper ways to utilize social channels, um, video content, so on and so forth. Um, so that's the big thing for us right now is launching that podcast because of the fact that we do feel like it gives us a new reach because we have the audience, the, yeah. you know, we have the podcasters. And then the other thing is the fact that we started noticing like there are podcasts for podcasters, but they yeah. don't look like us. None of them yeah. are, none black of them are, yeah, yeah, yeah. are black people. Yeah. Um, and I tell people all the time, I'm not anti-white, I'm just pro-black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what that means is I believe that white people can definitely be our allies and we can work together, but I need to make sure that at all times that I see people who look like me. Yeah, 100%. So, so this um, year, that's a big thing is like launching the podcast. So that's what's next for us. Um, anything beyond that, because people have asked the question of like five years, 10 years. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> I'm just trying to get five five days from now. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm just still in shock that we're about to be, you know, we just did our first like huge conference. Like I'm still in shock with that. Yeah. So give me a second, you know? Okay. Gotcha. Um, but as far as the industry as a whole, I think it's twofold. One, you know, we're noticing a lot of big hitters are coming in. So HBO is coming into podcasting, mm -hmm. Netflix. Um, so many different heavy hitters ha have been entering the industry. And that's a little scary for a lot of people. I'm excited by it, actually. 
So it's scary for any podcasters because they're like, well, people already have a hard time finding my show. So if these big companies who have all this budget behind them are able to join, what does that mean for my audience? Like, I see it diff- I see it differently. I see they're, they're, they're going to spend money to market and make sure this thing is right. And you're going to get hooked to one podcast, but then you're going to be like, what's this and what's this? And then you're going to eventually trickle down if, you, if you're working your way with that. You know, the great part is with social media these days, you can align your brand with their thing and run ads against them, you know, so. Uh, I think you have to be careful with that because of the fact that it is Netflix and all these other companies. No, 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 but, no, 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 um, I know, but, but we I can think, run ads parallel to their shows. Of course. Yeah, yeah. I think on the other end of it, though, is kind of similar to what you're saying. So on one side, people are worried about what this looks like from a standpoint of the, what Apple came out and said, 800 million. I'm like, how many podcasts? Like 800,000 plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In well, Apple alone. Yeah, and so it's like when Apple. you look at yeah. So when you look at the the market, people are always worried about is it overly saturated? What does that mean? I don't think that's the case because on one end, a lot of people still ask the question of how do I find a podcast? Yep. So these big companies, they're really going to be showing the masses how to get into like and understand the podcasting atmosphere. Yeah. So I think that could be good, but. I think people need to start moving away from this whole notion of social media is your only way to let your audience know um, and really kind of getting back to the grassroots of things. So I think what's next with podcasting is that our audience as well as podcasters, we're going to have to start actually meeting people in real life, going to the thing so that that way people can see you because with podcasting, people are connecting to you as the person. And so that's where you set yourself apart. And so I really see where we start seeing a shift from where everything is, because right now I think the huge issue is that everybody's just trying to market via social media only. Mm -hmm. Like when you ask people like, how do you tell people about your show? Oh, social media. Okay, but if I don't know you exist, how will I find your social media? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And so that's where I I see the industry going, but I also see it getting a little bit more member-based, like Golden Mics just launched, which I'm interested to see how that differentiates from iHeartRadio Awards. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's like the what is called Podcast Academy and they're member-based. You have to pay for membership to be within it. But I see more of these like awards and, and new companies just trying to break in and see what that looks like. But as indie podcasters, I still think we make up a larger majority than yeah. a branded podcast. Yeah, yeah. So what are some of the mistakes that people make? There's, you know, there's somebody listening to this right now and <clears throat> they're sitting in the sidelines. They're listening to this podcast while they're in the cubicle that they want to escape from, right? <laughs> what is some of the mistakes that you see people make? Like, mm-hmm. give me top three, top three that you see people just make. Top three, I would say not having an actual purpose to your episodes. Mm -hmm. So you said your episode is going to be about X, Y, and Z. It took you 20 minutes into the episode to actually get to that point. And you've now lost your audience because they, you know, they saw the topic and they're like, oh, I want to listen to that. Um, So that's number one. So that's just not really having direction um, and structure. Then number two would be sound. Oh, my God. Um, so we review people's podcast. Um, you know, you can submit your podcast, pay for it, and we will review it. And I hate with a passion having to listen through a podcast with horrible sound. Yeah. Or I hear this weird thing in the background and I'm like, what the heck is that? I'm like, I'm not even paying attention to what you're saying. I'm like, at this point, just guessing through, like, could that be this? 
Maybe it's a child. Maybe it's an animal. You know, like maybe it's the bird outside. Yeah, you know, you're like, distracted. Yeah. I'm so distracted and that I have to listen to your podcast 10 times just so I can actually give you the feedback. Um, and then the last thing would be not making sure like their guests properly align. Mm-hmm. I've had some people where it's like, you know, if she's listening. I'm so sorry. I'm not going to say who you are. Um, like she was a Christian platform and, you know, her, her guest was, I think she didn't know this as she was telling the guests to tell about themselves. Um, like you had like a sex line or something and like they're promoting it. And I can tell she was so uncomfortable, but I was like, why did you release this? Like, why did you let, like, you should have not let this go out there. Like this should have never seen the light of day. Just like, Who is listening to your podcast? I'm like, and like she, and she, when she submitted her a podcast for us to listen to, she was like, she got so much backlash. And I was like, yeah, I I would, why wouldn't you? Like, if you were a Christian platform, I would assume that that's who your listeners are. Um, But yeah, so that's, that's a huge thing is where it's just not vibing. It's not aligning well. You can always tell when two people just aren't really on the same page and it feels forced. Yeah. And I always tell people, I'd rather you just, do, do a solo do a solo podcast yeah like just let that episode because it's like you know some people are very stringent on their schedule which i think is great for consistency but your audience it's okay to like talk to them just one-on-one without interviewing somebody else yeah. and it also gives them an insight to you so if you're always interviewing people taking a moment to talk about your story or to talk about like where you are with your journey like an update to your team or i say your team your audience that gives you that that push you know yeah. And so I, I always tell people, you don't have to always do an interview. You can have a solo episode. If an interview went horribly and you don't have time to record something else, record on your own. Yeah, even if it's just 15 minutes, just put something out. Um, and I would piggyback to the one, you said structure, but I, I what I've noticed within people who I've met who do podcasts, one of the biggest things that I see wrong is inconsistency. You know, one of the biggest things for me when I started this thing was like every Tuesday it's coming. And I got so mad. I only missed two Tuesdays since I started. Um, One, I was actually traveling. So I had no, I couldn't do anything about. Um, And the other one was just the person who edits the podcast. Things crashed and we couldn't do anything about that. But um, the consistency, people like get inconsistent as a listener myself. And we now Netflix has created like something called binge culture. People love to binge on something. So if they come once and then they listen to everything else, because sometimes people get so fascinated by a podcast, and I've done this before, why just go back and listen to everything? And I'm like, is there nothing else? And it's like, oh, yeah, we're coming out whenever we drop it. So for me, if someone's sitting on the sideline thinking about doing a podcast, to, you know, have a structure, be consistent within that structure, set a date, even if it's every two weeks, if it's every month, like make sure you come every first of that month or whatever you're going to do and deliver on that. That's the biggest thing for me because most people don't have the structure for lease. And as a listener, I consume a lot of podcasts. I hate when I don't see my favorite podcast post. And then I like go search for them on social media and say bad things in their DM. Oh, <laughs> I'm just playing. Oh, I'm just, oh, I was I'm like, oh my god! Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the consistency thing—it's definitely an issue, and I think it's a—it's a—it's not a good look for your audience. Yeah. But for me, it's never a pet peeve, only because of the fact that I always—I like to give people grace. 
And I'm like, I recognize it's like human beings behind this. And it's like, okay, I, I don't know. know what has probably gone on. So for me, it's like, and my team says this all the time, because I know a lot of them, they're like, okay, this annoys me. Yeah. But for me, it's more of like, eh, you know, something probably came up. I always tell podcasters to please just make sure you always have like two or three episodes in your back pocket. Yeah. Um, if there's like, I always say like that banter in between when you hit record with your um, with your guest, yes. if they're okay with it, record that because then that could just be something you put out there mm-hmm. as like a little cute thing because half the time, you know, it's not like if, unless it's a friend, sometimes, you know, with friends, you'll talk about more personal things. Yeah, yeah. But with a guest you don't know, it's still pretty relevant to the podcast. Yeah. And so having those little like snippets or those like outtakes, like we were recording episode one of the podcast and like we just were having so many of these like funny moments and it's like I was going to delete it and they're like no let's just like chop it up into an like a like when we take our seasonal break we kind of put it out there so they can get to know us better yeah because online world makes smiling and everything like that but you don't really know our personalities whereas when you're listening to like the behind the scenes conversations you kind of get to see the real in the person and so i always tell people like always like record those things so you can keep it and then if something does come up that might impact your consistency you can just release that and it gives your audience like it indebts them to you a little bit more because they're like oh i could see myself in that person or me and that person could be friends like hopefully you don't get a stalker but if you do you know you'll work through it (laughs) so was there like any book or resource you know you you went through a lot we didn't really touch on the cancer thing it was like really too much and then you you know got laid off and then you seem to rise above is there like a book or a resource or website something that you use to help you get through certain things is there certain books that you've read along the way that was a good resource um for you oddly no really? um and it's funny because people always ask me that um i i think i would say i'm i'm a God fear in person. Um, Uh I always say that I I believe God puts on you exactly what he knows that you can handle. Mm -hmm. And he gives you all the tools within yourself to tap into that. And I can say I've been blessed at a young age for um, God to give me the ability to tap into my own um, strengths. So um, I always look at, I have two parents who are amazing people who came to this country at young ages um, by themselves and just their resilience and um, just knowing that, you know, God has never left me before. And for me, like being laid off or any other obstacle I've gone through, um, you know, having cancer twice and being left with a lifelong condition in my legs, um, I always look at it like this, like, God didn't save your life twice for you to like be mediocre. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Like, just don't waste it. So like, even if life gets hard or anything, like kind of like, I I usually have like maybe all of 24 hours where I'm just like, what in the world? Why me? (laughs) And then after that, it's like, why not you? Like, come on, stop it. Um, But that's for me, it's like an internal thing because of the fact that I, I grew up with very strong parents, but also just recognizing at 16 having cancer is very eye-opening and you you become very much more aware of life and its value um so there wasn't like a book or anything but i always say the bible (laughs) like just like my faith and knowing that if he saw me through those things like anything else that comes after that is really kind of walking the park got you there's somebody (laughs) in a cubicle they're dying a slow death right now they're they want to start a podcast they want to do something what would your advice be to them you know 
I would say make a plan and stick to it. Um, make sure that you document that and put that on pen and paper um, and then take it one step further. I'm that person who I write things on my mirror because of the fact that that's the thing I look at every day. Uh -huh. And so I write things on my mirror based off of like, these are goals for, and my, if you saw my mirror, you'd probably be concerned, but these are things for the day. These are things for the week. These are things for the month. Yeah. And it's my constant reminder of, are the decisions that I'm making for today helping me attain what I said I want to do today? Yeah. Are the decisions that I'm, or the things that I'm planning on utilizing my time, are they helping me with that end goal for the month? Um, once you've done that, just go for it. Because one thing about being a full-time entrepreneur that has taught me anything is that God is always going to provide as long as you are diligent in what he's put on you. So I always tell people like my guiding force is making sure you're checking in with God to see like, does this work? But also once you put that plan in place, put yeah. next to those plans, because if Nicole probably had not sent me the very next day um, and like, not only dates, but accountability partners. Yeah. So having Jeez. that accountability, like that first time, because I remember I had another friend who was like, why didn't you ever tell me about this? I said, because I wasn't ready for you to hold me accountable to it yet. Yeah, 100%. And so being able to say things out loud, so not only write it down, but say it out loud and have somebody who they will hold you to it and make yeah. sure that you actually complete it. I tell Nicole all the time, Black Power Collective would not exist without her because mm -hmm. if she had not lit my... I, still would be like well i still need to know more you know yeah I the perpetual researcher when you would have been researching forever to death like yeah. it would be 10 years later somebody else created black pot collective and i'm like and now i'm ready <laughs> you know like with my three kids later and i'm like oh jesus i can't do none of this i'm like i'm tired you know and so it's like having that person who's able to hold you accountable and recognizing who your accountability partners are. Cause your best friend is not your accountability partner. My yeah. best friend, I love her to death, but she can't hold me accountable. Cause I look mm -hmm. at her like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Um, but in the same token, taking heed to their advice as well. So I have an amazing team because of the fact that I take heed to what they have to say. Yeah. So surrounding yourself with people who will one, hold you accountable, but two, help you attain that goal. So give you an opportunity to bounce ideas off of and do not surround yourselves with just people who think like you, who behave like you. Like Shinopa, who's on my team, I don't know her from anywhere. Yeah. She was literally a podcaster who, I mean, she commented on everything. Every time we gave away free tickets, somehow she always won it. I eventually had to be like, you cannot. You cannot um, <laughs> I got to have you on the team. Yeah, I, was yeah. like, I was like, you can't play anymore, one, because <laughs> this looks like it looks rigged. Um, and two, she actually had won um, tickets. Like we partnered with an organization who basically took us to Orlando, this whole convention, put us in a hotel, everything like that. And we gave free tickets away. And it worked out perfectly because she works in coding and it was a whole tech convention. Yeah. Got to know her during that time period and invited her to be on the team. So I always say, like, find ways to align yourself so that that way you can help build not only your brand, but learn from other people who might be doing what you're doing. Like, it's not competition. It's just yeah. not. And so those are if I if I had to tell people the key things to take away is make a plan. Build a, a support group who can hold you accountable and serve as a resource to bounce yeah. off of. And then go one step further and engage with those who've already been doing this by getting them to mentor you. Yeah. Because there's nobody, there's nothing that's, new on this earth. That's huge, huge, huge advice right there. That's such big advice, the mentorship and getting someone. Before I started this, I reached out to like four or five people I knew had podcasts. And I was like, just give me the skinny, give me the dirty, give me the good, give me the bad. And then 
I wrote the plan down and then just executed it. And that's huge, which would, that was the best advice that I've heard so far. So um, let's play a little game of word association. And then we can wrap it up from here. You ready? I'm going to say one know. word. I'm going to say one word. Uh, and I'm going to say a word. And then you tell me the one thing that pops into your head when you hear it. Okay? Okay. All right. The struggle. Mm, life. Hustle. Happiness. Um, podcasting. Future. Black. Greatness. Hustle is greater than. What you know is the first thing that came to my mind. Perfect. Thank you so much. Um, if people want to find you, if they want to um, go to, sign up to the Black Pod Collective, they want to become a member, where should they go? Um, so Black Pod Collective, it's BLK, because people always want to spell it as full on black, but it's blkpodcollective.com. Um, that is our website. Our Instagram page is also Black Pod Collective. Our Facebook is also Black Pod Collective. It's all things Black Pod Collective. Um, you can find us there. We'll be launching the podcast on April 30th. It's a podcast for podcasters. So look out for that. Like season one is all about how to start your podcast. Mm -hmm. And then um, our one year anniversary is April 8th and we are going to be launching merchandise so um, you can do and find everything you need from membership to merchandise to the resources on the blog to the podcast at blkpodcollective.com gotcha and if people want to hit you up and ask you a specific question you can send an email to hello at blackpodcollective.com perfect and then if people want to listen to your podcast what's the name of your podcast my podcast is Fierce Ass Boss. My podcast is actually on a hiatus because Black Pot Collective is a full-time job. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Like, every time people say it, I'm like, I am sorry, y'all, but my podcast is on hiatus. This is literally, um, I have, I do event management. I have a medical billing and coding company and Black Pot Collective, and we're starting to do, like, production stuff and help people, like, launch podcasts. and yeah. Once again, we're only a team of three. So my own podcast is on a hiatus, but you are more than welcome to listen to our first season. Um, and that's called Fierce Ass Boss. That's the name of the website. That's the name of our social media. Um, so feel free to go out there. Perfect. Thank you so much for being a guest. Thank you so much for being on today. Well, thank you so much for having me. And I look forward to meeting every and anyone because I love meeting people. I like the in-person Okay. And just like that, another illustrious episode in the can, guys. Man, what a great episode this was. Let me know what your favorite part was. Hit me up, H for Hustle Pod on Instagram. Um, go under um, on his episode, episode number 30. Tell me the parts that you liked. Hit me up, guys. And again, check out our YouTube page. Uh, youtube.com a search h for hustle go check out the content over there um, we just have a couple dope things coming out there guys I'm really excited about that um, and again this week it's a two first so you're getting two for one um, this week so check out this episode and then check out um, Deirdre Vine's episode um, that's all I got guys that's it it's over boom, boom.